point of New Day Next is we want this age group, the 18 to 25s, uh, you kind of think, well, I'm done with New Day, that phase of life is over. But actually, I think the 18 to 25 age group is one of the most important times in your life, which sounds very dramatic, right? But the decisions that you begin to make in that age uh, uh, stick, and they kind of stick for the rest of your life. So a decision whether or not to take faith seriously. Actually, when you start making that perhaps in your first job, or maybe when you're going to university uh, and the decisions are yours, not your families or um, not even the kind of your youth leaders when you've grown up out of that. Actually, at those points, those decisions really start to bed in. So we thought, okay, we'd love to help you guys to think about that stuff. So today, Hannah is going to talk to us about prayer. Then we've got a guy tomorrow talking about having uh, what it is to have confidence in faith. And then we're going to talk about leadership. And then we're going to talk about going to the nations over this uh, just four days. Uh, and the hope really is for you to have a sense, actually, no, I can have some confidence in this. I've got big decisions to make uh, and I can do that. It's a, a big time in life. So uh, I'm going to hand over to Hannah now. Uh, Hannah is from uh, Manchester, which is where I'm from. Yeah, well done. Great, greatest place on earth. You can tell by the feedback there. Uh, and uh, I'm going to hand over to you now, Hannah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to move this back. Great, so that my heart for this time is for you guys to take hold of what is already yours. And I want you to go out. My heart is that you would go out knowing that you have everything in Christ. And the incredible gift of being in Christ is that you can come with full confidence before the Lord. We were praying this morning in the prayer meeting. And we came and some of us knelt before the Lord. And I just had this picture of the throne room of God. This amazing throne room. If you read in Revelation, you read about this throne room. And you can come with full confidence to God before the throne, speaking to the Father in the Son, through the Son, in the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? That is what you have access to today. Okay. And so for you guys, you'll be a mixture of between 18 to 25 I imagine if you're here that's that's who this is for um and so this time in your life you you kind of left your left your youth groups you're maybe at uni you're thinking about you're on a gap year or you're thinking about what's going to happen next you've left uni you're working God has purpose for this time it's not just a transitory time God has purpose for where he's placed you and I think the biggest delight is prayer, and um, I just thought this is a beautiful thing. Prayer is a life shared with God, a conversation as you walk through life. And so prayer is this, is when we bring our hearts, when we bring our thoughts, when we bring our lives and our situations that we find ourselves to God. And it is the privilege of the children of God that we have unrivaled access. You know, it's not like, Oh, I'll go to God and then, well, but Sophie wants to speak to God. So then I have to like budge her out of the way. No, the Lord is listening and he loves to listen. And he also loves to speak to his children. It's a conversation as we walk with God in the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The Holy Spirit delights to reveal Christ. Christ delights to reveal the Father. We have this amazing, amazing relationship that we are scooped up into through Christ and there are moments where it helps to have clear formulas in our prayer lives maybe you know the an acronym ACTS 
Um, ask, confess, thanks, supplication, pray for others. And it's always good to pray with your Bible passage. Maybe it's good to pray for a Bible passage. But I really love um, this quote from Jackie Hill Perry. She says, There is beauty in the person who sets aside time to seek Jesus. So there is beauty in the person who sets aside, a t- sets aside time to seek Jesus. And the, ho- and the person whose whole day is seeking Jesus. So we can really easily see prayer. I don't know about you. I can really easily see prayer as something I do in the morning with God before I go about my day. Yeah, but actually we're invited into a relationship with God. There is beauty in that starting the day with the Lord. And I want to encourage you, if you don't do that, how can you make time with the Lord in the morning? Set yourself right. But then there is also beauty in walking with God throughout the day. She goes on to say, we think without ceasing. Why can we not pray without ceasing? I just thought that was quite good. So we're going to look at just quickly, we're going to take our time actually. Three points. We're going to look at the first one, come to me. Second one, listen to me. Third one, walk with me. So the first one, as I was praying about this seminar, I just felt the Lord say, come to me. Hannah, I just want you to encourage these people these young ones, not that young, but, you know, to come to me, to come and sit with me. I don't know, um, when you think of God, what you think about this person that you come and sit with. I found a list of different n- names of God. I think this is awesome. And there might be one. I just want you to listen out and just see if there is a particular name of God that speaks to your heart. Maybe it's El Shaddai. That means Lord God Almighty. Maybe it's El Elyon, the Lord, the Most High God. (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. Maybe it's Adonai, Lord Master. Maybe it's Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Maybe it's Jehovah Nissi, Lord My Banner. Maybe it's Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. Maybe it's Jehovah Rapha. You might know that one. I feel like that one gets used. The Lord that heals. Isn't that a good name? These are all names said over again. Lord Shammah, the Lord is there. How about Jehovah? Okay, this is a bit harder. Jehovah Tisdid Kenu, the Lord our righteousness. How about Jehovah Mekodishakem, the Lord who sanctifies you? How about El Olam, the everlasting God? How about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide? Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. I don't know about you if there was one of those things, one of those names of God. When we come to God, we come to this God that is almighty and he is abundant and he loves when you come to him we know that but uh, those verses don't we come to me all who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls on the last day of the feast the great day jesus stood up and he cried out 
If anyone who thirsts, let him come and drink. Do you ever feel thirsty? Do you ever have that feeling in your heart that you're thirsty? That you're seeking God and you're like, Lord, I need that drink. I need to drink deeply of you. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow living waters, rivers, will flow rivers of living water. God says to us, come to me when you're thirsty. Bring your hearts and pray. And out of that, I will move. I listen to you as you pray, as you come and bring your hearts to me. And I will move. So come to me. Come to him. Bring your hearts to him. Bring your lives to him. Now, one of the things that I think often isn't talked about when we come to prayer is talking about lament. And I love this, this topic of lament because I think it is so beautiful. Often we can think of lament as coming to God and like, oh, life's really rubbish. And oh, I'm just finding exams really hard and my friends are blah, blah, blah. What, what that does is it moves us down like this. What lament does is it lifts our head up to God in the midst of our hurt and our brokenness and our confusion and our frustration. It lifts our heads up and we have the privilege of coming to God in lament and walking through what we're going through in the midst of it and go, God, this is really hard. I don't know how I can do this, but you know how to do it. God, I'm really finding this difficult. And every time we do that, we're coming to him. Do you see? We're taking that step forward towards God. And God says, come to me. Come to me as you struggle. Come to me as you find things frustrating. Come to me with your questions, your confusions. Come to me. We have the privilege as, children's, as children of God, as come for coming to the Father, coming in the Son, coming in the Spirit to this God who says, in the midst of where you are, come to me. And so you can have different things that you use that are going to help you to do that. But the main thing is come. Come to God and bring your heart. Bring where you are. Bring your situations. Bring the things that you're struggling with to him. And he says, as you come thirsty, he will give you water that will flow in you and out of you. That is the God that we walk with. He's all of those names. Okay? He's all of those things. He's your banner. Okay? And I, there's, a, there's a couple of different things that I've found really helpful over the years in my coming to him. And we're just going to practice this now. So one of the things that I find really helpful, which I often do, I've had it, people do this with me, but I, and I'm going to do this with you now, and it just has really equipped me in my prayer life, is I come to God um, in, my, in my mind, in my safe place. So I'm going to lead us now. So I just want you to all close your eyes, and I want you to imagine a place where you feel safe. I want you to picture in your mind, if you struggle picturing things, I want you to first think of your favorite meal, okay? Whatever it is that right now you're like, oh my days, if someone served me that meal, I would be happy, okay? You can all picture that meal that you're like, mm, 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 I want that for lunch. God speaks to you in that same place. And so in that same place as you've pictured or you've 
smelt or you've felt that meal, God, now I just want you to think of your safe place. That place where you feel at ease. And just step into it. Step into that space. Just feel the sense of the the smells or the the feel of that space. Maybe it's warm, maybe it's sunny, maybe it's windy. For me, it's often on the cliffs in Cornwall. I just feel the wind going through my hair. I'm stood in a room with walls, but I can feel that wind on my face. And then you just invite God in. And now you can invite whoever you want. You just invite God in. You just say, God, come sit with me. Come sit with me. Come in, Lord. And then just really simply speak. And now I just want to encourage you just to say, just say to God, I'm feeling this today. Or I'm so grateful for this today. And then just ask, what are you grateful for today, God? You can keep talking, come back, open your eyes. So this is a space that you can go to whenever you want to. Whenever you want to just come and sit with God. He says, come to me. And you can go, you can go, you can just close your eyes. Sometimes I have two little kids, right, and it is mental. Okay, they're three and two, and it is mental at times. And sometimes I'm with them, and I'm at the park, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm on the cliffs, and I just, I need your presence. Will you come and stand with me? And I can go there, eyes open. You don't need to close your eyes all the time, you know? Okay? So come to him. Come to him. Billy Graham said something about lament that I just love. But I think it actually applies in general just to prayer. He said, lament, meaning a crying out of the soul, as you walk through life, creates a pathway between the already and the not yet. Lament mines the gap between the current hopelessness and the coming hope. This is what prayer does. As we bring our hearts to God, he gives us hope. As we bring our hearts and we say, God, I offer you my current situation in my heart, he loves to give good gifts. And one of the greatest gifts he gives us is hope, isn't it? So prayer is a gift that we can have, listen to God, we can come to him, and it mends the gap between the current hopelessness and the coming hope. Lament anticipates new creation, but also acknowledges the painful reality of now. Lament helps us hold on to God's goodness while battling evil's evil at the same time. And so when you're going through it, you have that space with God and you can come to him. Okay, second bit, listen to me. So come to me, we can come to him, can't we? With full assurance, we are welcomed in, in Christ. You can come and bring your hearts to God. Second part, you can listen to God, okay? You might think, oh no, that prophetic stuff, that's for someone else. You might think, oh no, I never hear from God. Well, firstly, if you open the Bible, you hear from God, okay? That is where God primarily speaks, but his Holy Spirit delights to reveal that word to your heart, to open your heart up to that word. The joy is that God loves to speak and we get to listen, okay? 
prayer isn't just one way. Prayer is a listening to God also. And actually, what's really interesting about this word listen is that it, it kind of derives from, there's a couple of different words, but one of the words is shema. And that means um, to listen, but it, there isn't actually a word for, a different word for listen and obey in the Bible. Okay, in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament. It's Shema means to listen and obey. Yeah? So to listen to God is synonymous with moving, with action. Now, we can often think, I don't know about you, but prayer is this like stationary thing. Yeah? I'm going to sit here. But actually, as we walk with God through our days, yeah? We are listening to him and we are obeying. We're walking. There is an active, there is an active participation that happens between us and God. Someone said yesterday, didn't they, about us and God. It's a partnership. I think that's what Simon Brady was saying. The partnership between us and God. He wants to work with us, doesn't he? And prayer is the same. It isn't just this thing of I'm going to bring my heart. He's not your, like, therapist, counselor. Yeah? He's your God. So it's a, one, it's a two-way conversation. You can listen in. And we have a little fun little exercise in a minute just to have a go at listening to him. I don't know how you find that. Maybe you find it really easy to listen to God. Maybe you open up the Bible and it's not just words on the page. It, they, they, they jump out and they leap out at you. Maybe for you, you're like, actually, do you know what? God can feel quite distant. God can feel quite quiet. I want to encourage you that the Lord loves to speak. If you feel that God is quiet, open your Bibles. Okay, Listen to his word. Read his word. And before you do that, just say, hey, Holy Spirit, will you, will you just speak to me? Will you just speak to me? God loves to speak. So there's two, there's two things I just want to highlight before we do, we do a little exercise, which is quite fun. The first thing is, God loves to speak to you, okay? He loves to speak to your heart, to speak into your situations. Do, has anybody here had a moment where they're reading a Bible verse and they're like, that was too appropriate. Like, how, have I, how am I reading this passage and it is making so much sense? Yeah? Yeah, lots of nods. That is because God loves to speak into our situations, loves to speak into our circumstance. It is his delight to speak to you as his children. It is his delight to speak to you as ones that he formed, that he wove together in his mother's womb. And so you have purpose. There are, there are so many good things that he has for you but also, he wants to speak to you about who he is. Because if you can know who he is, who you are will be transformed. Because you were made and created to be in relationship with God. And to do life in relationship with God. And that is what prayer is. It is this access to the Father. It is this sitting with him. It is his, this coming to him, as we just did, very briefly, coming and just picturing 
and just sitting and welcoming him into our, that space. It is the privilege of the children of God that have been bought at a price. And he wants to speak into your lives. He wants to see you living out all that he has made and created you to be. That is his greatest delight. You know, we think about all of these youth. We think about all these, you know, there's 9,000 people in the big top last night. Absolutely mental. God is so good and he knows every single person. And so when you're praying, he knows you. He knows your heart. When you're talking to him, when you're speaking to him, when you're bringing your heart and your situations to him, he doesn't just leave you there. He also wants to speak to you. And the other delight is to pray for others. I love praying for others because sometimes I can just feel a bit rubbish and I can just be like, Lord, I just feel a bit rubbish. I need, I just need you to speak. And do you know what I'll start doing is I'll just start praying for others. If someone will come into my head and I'm I'm just going to pray for them. I'm just going to ask God to pray for them. And God will give me a word for them or give me a picture for them. Or suddenly I'll start praying for them like, I care. My heart will be turned. It will be warmed to pray for these people. You know, it's a joy. Like instead of feeling like, ugh. I come to God and I bring my heart to God and I bring this person to God. I say, Lord, move in their lives. Move in their lives. Bless them, Lord. Would, would we see them know you? And do you know what happens to my heart is my heart joins in with that. My heart is lifted as I lift others up to the Lord. So the joy is that we get to pray for others. And we get to pray for others like that. And we also get to pray for others holding a hand on their shoulder, don't we? Hey, let me pray for you. I was prayed for this morning in the prayer meeting, and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. There were people just gathered around me praying for me, and I just thought, Lord, you're so good. You're so kind. And then a friend came up to me and he said, look, I just had this picture. I had this picture for you. And, and this is what the picture was. And I think what the picture was saying is this. And I was able to say, oh, wow, that's, so, that's such a gift to me. Because you listened to God for me and you shared it with me. And that's really blessed me. Thank you so much. Isn't it a joy when others pray for us? And isn't it a joy when we get to pray for others? And then we have words for them. Or we have a picture. And we say, hey, look, I don't know. I don't know if this is like the right thing. I don't know if like this is relevant to you. But here, I have this picture and this is what I think it was and maybe I get a sense like this is maybe what it means and you see their eyes like light up or you see them go oh yeah I want to encourage you pray for other people whether in your room on your own or whether you're having a conversation with someone and they're talking to you about something and you're thinking "Mm." pray for other people So we're going to have a go at listening to encouragements for others. So if someone could just pass the box, Tim or someone. So what we're going to do, no, don't worry, Sophie, you sit down. You're receiving, girl. Receive, receive. Um, So what we're going to do is um, there's a box and they've got the little postcards on them. And I want you to just pick a postcard. They've all got different Bible verses on them. And I want you to take one out. 
And then what we're going to do is we're just going to spend a couple of minutes listening. And I just want you to ask God, what do you want to say to the person who's going to get this card? Okay? I want you to listen and I want you to write it down. And then what we're going to do is we're going to collect up those cards. And as you go, I want you to get a card and take it. Okay? So you're not going to know who it's from. You're not going to know, like, who you're writing it for. But in this, the idea is that you're exercising that listening, okay? And it's beautiful the way that God speaks in these ways when we're, when we're, when we're uh, listening to him, we're obe- obedient to him. As he says, I've just got this picture of an egg. And you're like, what is going on? And then you, someone's like, I'm an egg farmer. You know, whatever it is. Okay, so take card and we're going to listen. So I want you to go back into that place which you just went into, where you went to in your heads, okay? And I want you to listen. I want you to invite God in and I want you to say, God, what do you want me to write on this card? Okay? And it literally could be, you're wonderful. You need a pen. I have some pens at my back. Um, we'll, we'll get some pens out to you, okay? So I want you to have a listen, and I'll give you like five minutes and then we'll collect them back up. You can chat to the person next to you. It's chill. So yeah, take a card. It's, they've all got Bible verses on them as well. Okay? So it can be about the Bible verse or it could not. Um, and I will get some pens out to you. The wonderful thing is it's got a Bible verse on the front. So honestly, like it's always going to be relevant. But um, I'm sure everyone will be really blessed. So at the end, make sure you get a card. And if you get one that you wrote, just put it back. And get the, the, although actually, maybe what you wrote for on the card was meant for yourself. You never know. You never know. So, okay, first point was come to me. Come to God. Come to him. Even though it feels like life is just at you, come to him. He has... He has springs of living water for you. You can pray. You can bring your heart. You can chat to God, can't you? It's an amazing privilege. Second, listen to him. God loves to speak. Prayer isn't just a one-way street. It is a two-way street where we speak to God and we bring our hearts and we bring our situations and we bring the things to the Lord. And then he speaks. He loves to speak. So listen. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let us be those who listen to the Lord, whose word is open in front of us and who allows the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Yeah? And just a little point on um, on praying for others. Okay? Let it always be encouraging. There is no harm in an encouraging word. There is no harm in encouragement. And I think often we can think, oh, this is going to happen, or this is going to da la la da la la Okay? And, and uh, actually, it's the, it's the um, responsibility of the receiver of that word to discern, is this for me? So if someone says to you, this is going to happen, thus says the Lord, I would question that, unless it is from the Bible. But, like, hold it in your hands. Okay? There's a really helpful... Another an acronym. I like those. Bree. Bree. Bible, reason, institute, experience. What does my, the Bible have to say on this? 
What does my reason have to say on this? What does my institute, my church have to say on this? What does my experience say? If the Bible says all three of those other things are not good, then it's not good. Okay? Bible trumps. But, but listen, take it and speak. Share it. Oh, gosh, guys, you guys are a gift to those in your life. If you are praying for them and you are encouraging them, wouldn't it be amazing if all of you guys were going out and just praying? praying for people sharing words and encouragement this this whole campsite would be transformed by your courage and your delight that would be amazing yeah we might feel little but we're not new day next is significant yeah okay and then last thing walk with me so as we've looked at god says come to me come to me and then this word shema listen obey walk with me okay prayer is active it is an active obedience. It is an a- a active relationship with God. Isn't it good? God is walking with us through life. I don't know what your life looks like at the moment. Maybe as you think of your life, you're thinking about all these different people. Maybe you're thinking about these people in these situations. Maybe you're thinking about, I don't know, how am I going to afford this or whatever. I don't know what's coming at you, but God says, walk with me. And I just want to last, lastly come to um, a little story that's one of my favorites um, where Jesus goes out on a boat with some of his disciples. And um, he says one day, it says one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and they set out and they sailed and he fell asleep. I don't know if you ever feel like God's asleep in your boat. I don't know. And a squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. We all know this story, don't we? And the disciples went and they woke him up and they said, Master, Master, we're going to drown. We're going to drown. Okay, Jesus. And he, he got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging waters And what happened? Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Nothing moved. They're still getting soaked by the waves. No, the storm subsided and all was calm. And then this is the key. Jesus turns to them and he says, and he rebukes them and he says, where is your faith? He asked the disciples. And he says, in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? Who is this guy? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. In this story, there are two things that Jesus rebukes. The first one is the what? It's the, it's the storm. The second one is what? The disciples. In this storm, in this story, sorry, there are two things that are rebuked. When we read it, what do we often think of? We think, oh, Jesus rebukes the storm. And then he just says to them, why don't you trust me? But no, he says to them, be still to a massive storm. And he says, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Do you not trust me? Do you not trust me? 
to the disciples. And two things have gone on here. They've lost perspective of the storm and they've lost perspective of Jesus. Who is the bigger deal? Jesus is the bigger deal, yes. Who is more powerful? Jesus is. Who is more able to actually affect their lives? Jesus is. Jesus is the one who they can trust in the midst of the storm to sort out the storm. And they go to him and they're like, why are you asleep? Do you ever do that to God? Where are you? Do you not see my storm? Lord, why are you asleep? Well, Jesus says, where is your faith? Where is your trust? How different it would have been if they come to him and they said, Jesus, Jesus, there is a massive storm. There is a massive storm outside. We're like, we need your help. You're the one who can deal with it. We've seen you do it before. You can do it now. Can you come, come, come? Would his actions have been any different? Would he have calmed the storm? He still would have calmed the storm. But they would have been so different because they would have been acting in faith. We have the same choice when it comes to walking through our storms. We can go, where are you, God? Are you asleep? Or we can go, God, I know that you are good. I know that you are the God of the storms. I know that you are the Lord in the midst of this awful circumstance that I am suffering in and I am being hit by these waves. Come, Lord, sort out this storm. I trust you that you can do that. We have two choices when it comes to the storms of our lives as we walk with God. And I pray you walk till your dying days with the Lord and onwards into eternity. We have two choices as we come against the storms of life. And if you haven't come against them, you will come against them. I say that in love because life is stormy, isn't it? As we come to the Lord, as we walk with the Lord, we have this incredible gift of coming to him and waking him up, not that he's actually asleep on us. He's just not worried about the storm. We have this amazing gift of coming to the Lord and saying, hey God, I, I'm really struggling. I'm being battered here. I'm being battered by these storms and I need you. I need you to come and move. And the beauty is, is he, he gets up and he, and he steps and he looks at our storms and he might say, peace is coming, but I'm with you. Or he might say, peace, be still. Okay, but either one, he is with us in that boat and he is not afraid of those storms. And we have the gift of praying these big prayers whether it is about the world, which is a mess, isn't it? Whether it is about our local situations, which can be a mess, or whether it's about our heart, which can also be a mess, yeah? These places can all be stormy. The Lord is in the midst. He is in the boat. And Jesus is not afraid of your storms. He is with you. And you have the delight and you have the knowledge that God is saying, come to me. 
come to me listen to me and let's walk together in this okay new day next that is your call that is your encouragement and that can be your confidence as you walk this life with the Lord he says come to me my child listen to me I love to speak to you I love to speak through you and walk with me let's go on adventures and when it's stormy trust me trust me so we're just going to finish uh, with a little exercise um, some of you can write it down some of you don't have pens that's okay I just want you to think of one thing for you that is like this is stormy okay this is a storm in my life and I want to shout at, lo- at the Lord like wake up And actually, I recognize I need to come into this storm and I need to say, God, I trust you. You are good. You are with me. This is hard. But can we do this together? So I just want you to, I just want you to bring that storm. I just want you to think of that storm. And we're just going to bring it to God. We're going to bring it to God. I want you to bring that storm, whatever it is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a friend that you know. Maybe it's someone you know that is suffering. Maybe it's decisions that you're making. You're like, this is stormy. In the midst of it, I'm going to have gratitude, Lord. I'm going to say, I'm going to declare your goodness. I'm going to encourage my brothers and sisters. I'm going to encourage my heart. But God, this is stormy. Lift my head, Lord. Lift my head. And Father God, I'm just going to pray. Father God, thank you that you know each one of the people here. Lord, you know the people that they represent. You know the storms that they are in, in the midst of. You know the things that they are working out, the questions that they are asking, the hopes, the desires, the fears of their heart. You see them and you know them. There is nowhere that they can go where you don't follow. There is no darkness that is darkness to you, Lord. You're the light. And I thank you so much, Jesus, that you have given us this gift of prayer to cry out in the midst of our storms to you, to lament, to bring our hearts and walk through these storms with you, knowing that we can trust you. We can open your word and you will speak. We can call on you and you will move. Lord, thank you that you always are working for the good of those that love you. And I just pray for these guys now. I pray that they would experience and know your peace with them of knowing that I have a, I have a heavenly father who loves me. I am set free of guilt and shame in the, by the blood of Christ. And I have the Holy Spirit with me now, empowering me to walk with Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would bless them richly, grow deep roots of faith and trust in you over the years to come. And Lord, I pray that they would have a wonderful week at New Day. Amen. Amen.